The Modus Monologues and DocuAmerica series podcast was made possible with the support from the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative. Modus Monologues, the DocuAmerica series, stories from the front lines and front porches of your undocumented neighbors. Welcome. I'm your host, Alejandro Fuentes Mena. The Undocumented America series is a creative collaboration between Modus Theater and a group of undocumented people who grew up in this country that had the courage to write, reflect, pray, yell, and cry until we found one story from our lives to share with you. In this episode, you'll hear Kiara Chavez tell a tender story of flying home to Mexico for the first time since she was four to see her ailing grandmother. She was able to travel as part of the advanced parole program that once allowed youth with DACA status to leave the country for work, education, or humanitarian reasons. These visits are no longer allowed because the advanced parole program was terminated in 2017. Following the reading, you'll hear a song selected by legendary feminist activist and writer Gloria Steinem to accompany Kiara's story. And now, Kiara Chavez reading, Returning, to myself. The longest plane ride of my life was for my trip to Mexico when I was 19, so about two years ago now. I don't remember packing. I don't remember the drive to the airport. I don't even remember much about all the forms I had to fill out or how much my family had to pay to apply for advanced parole. That's the program that used to allow DACA recipients to leave the country for study abroad employment, or as in my case, a humanitarian reason. My grandma was having surgery and she needed someone who could care for her as she recovered. I don't even remember much about the conversations with my worried parents about the dangers of me traveling. You see, although advanced parole granted me permission from the US government to lawfully leave the country, it didn't actually guarantee I would be let back in. Spoiler alert, I made it back. What I remember most is being on the plane because I'll never forget how my heart beat faster the closer we got to taking off. The plane was going to Puerto Vallarta. I'm actually from Colima, but they don't have a direct flight from Denver, and this is one of the closest airports, so you can imagine. I was surrounded by American tourists ready to vacation. Meanwhile, I sat there just about vibrating from nervousness or excitement. I'm not sure which. Either way, I just wanted to vomit, but luckily for the tourists on the flight, the knot in my throat kept holding it down. Other people on the plane were chatting, making last minute phone calls, getting out their reading material, and I was having a complete nervous breakdown. My hands sweating, my breathing fast, my whole body shaking. When I finally heard the pilot say we were heading out and the plane began to move, my mind started racing. I couldn't stop thinking about what my life had consisted of the past 15 years since I crossed the border at age four and left my first home. All the nights as a child crying in my parents' arms asking, why can't I go back and see my family? 
Why, Mama? Why? All the calls to my grandmas and the long kisses I would send them over the phone, hoping these kisses would somehow reach them all the way from Denver to Colima. All the pictures of the beaches, my grandparents, the aunts and uncles who I once knew so well, now getting older, photograph by photograph, having an entirely different life without me. As a child, I didn't understand why I couldn't go to Mexico. And still, I trusted that this was something I simply couldn't do. But now, somehow, at the age of 19, I was returning, and my heart was just about to burst. I remember when the plane finally sped across the runway and lifted off into the air, I began crying with abandon as if I was totally alone. Just me, launching into flight, somehow through both space and time. In my head, I kept hearing my grandma's voices, the way they used to soothe me over the phone when I was little. Mija, please don't cry. God willing, we will hold one another soon. Please don't cry anymore. Those phone calls were so painful because I could hear them, but I couldn't touch them, hold them, smell their hair. My older sister could go to Mexico. She's an American citizen who was born in the U.S. when my father was working in California. Every few years during our childhood, she would get on a plane to go to Mexico and return with sweets from my aunt's candy store and a collection of photos of her smiling next to my grandparents, aunts, uncles, and the cousins who I had never met. But I simply could not return. That was the rule because I was born in Mexico. My sister could enroll in the best private schools in Denver and attend on scholarship. I was smart too and tested in as well, but I couldn't go because as an undocumented person, I wasn't eligible for financial aid and there was no way my parents could afford the tuition. My fellow classmates at the high school could fly to Europe and study the art I loved and strive to imitate with my own brush. But I couldn't join them to see the frescoes and the ancient columns myself because another DACA student had tried and they didn't let her back into the country. Instead, she and her whole family were deported. I had spent my whole life reconciling myself to the solidity of barriers between me and my dreams and the invisible borders between me and what I loved. But now, suddenly, I was flying over 500 miles an hour straight through the biggest and most painful barrier of them all between me and my family. I just kept thinking, is this real life? It can't be. 
Can I actually believe this is true when so many of my dreams have been thwarted at the last minute? Is it really true that I'll be landing in Mexico and seeing my family? It can't be. But now, for the first time on that plane, I could see it was actually coming true and I was sobbing again. Like my four-year-old self, picturing my grandmas thinking, I'm making it to their arms and they are still alive. We are alive. Midway through the flight, still shaking, I began to become aware again that there were others still on that plane. I managed to wipe my tears and I smiled, finally excited. I laughed at myself thinking, wow, they must think I'm crazy or really scared of flying. But how could they ever understand the magnitude of this moment in my life? I'm fulfilling the American immigrant's dream. My dream. I'm seeing my family after 15 years. And I want to yell it across the aisles and tell the whole plane what a triumphant day they are a part of. It's real. It's real. I'm returning to see my family. Meet my family. The lineage of people whose love and existence have filled my veins with blood and my belly with culture. I'm going to step my feet on the dirt I was molded from and breathe the humid air my lungs were meant to breathe. I'm fulfilling the prophecy my mom commenced when she threw my umbilical cord on top of the house that my father and my grandfather built because she believed it would one day bring me back home. I, Chiara Jocelyn Chavez Garcia, am returning home. I'm returning to myself. That was Chiara Chavez reading her autobiographical monologue. Returning to Myself. And now, Gloria Steinem's selection for Kiara's story, the song Returning, by Jennifer Berezan, with chanting by Yemaya. Turning to 
That was the song Returning by Jennifer Berezon with Chanting by Yemaya in honor of Chiara Chavez's autobiographical monologue. On our next episode of Modus Monologues and Docu America series, you can hear Reydecer Salvidres Rodriguez, a legally deaf, undocumented college graduate, share his experience of going from suicidal to success after the DACA program was created that gave temporary legal status to undocumented people brought to the U.S. as children. And tune in to the Modus Monologues companion podcast, Shoebox Stories where you can hear Kiara's story read and reflected on by feminist writer and activist Gloria Steinem. Now, there's nothing on earth more supportive than people sitting in a circle telling their stories, <laughs> telling the story you think only you feel. Three other people say, oh, you feel like that? I thought only I felt like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> then we discover that it's some ways about power or injustice or something, and together we can change that. You can find Shoebox Stories and more Modus Monologues wherever you find your podcasts. For more information, go to our website, modustheater.org. If you could just for a moment Take a walk in my shoes We are grateful for the Modus Monologues creative team, including Sam Glover, theme song, Anthony Salvo, violin underscore, Alejandro Fuentes Mena, host and vocals, the podcast content editor, Modus's artistic director, Kirsten Wilson, technical editors, Sam Glover and Douglas Reed, the Modus Theater production team, Rita Valent Quinn, Michelle Mon, and Chiara Chavez, and Modus's undocu monologists, Victor Galvan, Tanya Chaires, Redes El Salvidres Rodriguez, Laura Peniche, Chiara Chavez, Juan Juarez, Irving Reza, Christian Solano Córdoba, Armando Peniche, and Alejandro Fuentes Mena.